so that we're starting this new series called How to Neighbor uh, today, which comes from Craig Rochelle's church called Life Church, uh, this series. And this is a missional series uh, that we're going to be talking about. Uh, one week, we're going to be talking about how to uh, love broken families. One week is uh, empowering the poor. One week is, is uh, talking about the lonely. And uh, we know, man, we've, we've encountered loneliness in our lives, haven't we? And today we're talking about races being reconciled. And so we're excited about this message of how we can be the, the church uh, in, our, in our culture, in our society. And I want you to know when I'm talking about uh, races being reconciled, I'm speaking from a very limited perspective. I, I admit that. Uh, but I'm not preaching my opinions, right? I'm not preaching about my experience. I'm preaching the Word of God. And God has something to say. You know, news stations have things to say. Politicians have things to say. Uh, social media has narratives for us to hear. But I want you to know God has something to say. And, uh, you know, Joshua, he had encountered uh, the Lord of Heaven's armies one time. And he said to the Lord of Heaven's armies, Are you with me or are you against me? And the, and the commander said, Neither. <laughs> I'm not with you or against you. I'm, I'm here to represent God. God has something to say. God is on a mission, and he's inviting you to join on his mission. And so when we talk about uh, issues in our culture, we don't have to speak about our opinions. In fact, we shouldn't. We shouldn't be speaking about the culture's narratives. Let's, let's share what God's word says, because God word, God's word can bring life and hope and help to people. So that's how we're coming. And I want to encourage you, you know, when it comes to races being reconciled, church, we can either be part of the problem or we can be part of the solution. All right, I want to encourage us, Gateway Church, let's be a family that decides we're going to be part of the solution. So that's how we want to come to this message today. So talking about loving our neighbors, we're going to start with this scripture from Luke chapter 10. And it's a scripture we've preached out of before. It's not new to us. Uh, but it, it, it's good because it's talking about, Jesus is talking about how to be a neighbor. But he's also talking about uh, racism in this story in Luke chapter 10. And so the story starts out with an expert of the law coming and asking Jesus what he must do to inherit, inherit eternal life. And Jesus, true to form, he doesn't fall into the... The, the, just the regular thing by just answering the question, he, he asks another question. He asks a better question, right? And so this is a great tactic for you. If someone asks you a hard question, sometimes you don't need to answer the question by just giving a question, uh, giving an answer. Maybe there's a better question that needs to be asked. And so this is a great uh, tool that Jesus teaches us. And he says to the expert, what is written in the law? <laughs> what does the Bible say? And uh, the expert says, well, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. And uh, Jesus says, yeah, awesome. <laughs> you just answered your own question. And, uh, and uh, he's, he's uh, congratulating on him, and he says, go do it. And then it says in verse 29, but the man wanted to justify himself. So he asked Jesus, and who is my neighbor? Who is my neighbor? Another question. You know, this, 
this is a question I think a lot of us sometimes we can get asking when it comes, especially comes to differences and racial differences or preferences or prejudices or whatever. Uh, who who do I have to love? <laughs> you know, who who do I have to put up with? Who do I have to to give out uh, something from myself to? You know, when I was young, uh, it wasn't popular to like country music. In fact, it was more popular like rock and roll. And if you liked country, everybody made fun of you, you know? Uh, nowadays, it seems like people are into country and it's kind of cool. My daughter and her fiance were telling me how cool country music was just the other night when we we're sitting around the fire in the backyard telling me, uh, you're uh, getting your ears pierced, you know? And when, as a teenager, that was controversial uh, to get your ears pierced. And now you get all kinds of stuff pierced, your eyebrow, your lips, your nose all kinds of body parts. Uh, and you, you could just say, you know, do I, do I have to love somebody if they, if they look like that or if they got tattoos, you know, up and down their arms and their backs and fronts and faces and necks? And you, you, you might think, do I have to love that person? Yeah, that could be a difficulty for you. Uh, people with different languages or accents. You know, some people speak with a strong accent and you can just, just kind of dismiss them, you know? Uh, people with different colors of skin. So the question is, who is my neighbor? <laughs> the guy asks. Well, Jesus doesn't answer the question, who is my neighbor? But what he does in this story is he, he answers how to be a neighbor, how to be a good neighbor. And so he begins to tell this story of a man who is traveling to Jericho. And on his way to Jericho, he's beaten up, he's robbed, he's, uh, he's uh, left for dead on the road. And uh, as he's laying on the road, dying, a priest passes by on the opposite side of the road. <laughs> you know, Jesus points out, so here's this uh, Jewish guy laying on the road, and another Jewish guy comes along and, uh, and doesn't, doesn't reach out. You know, he's a priest, which is kind of, uh, you could kind of understand, because if the priest went over and did something, he, the priest would become unclean. He couldn't go to work after, right? He would be... Uh, it would be like, I guess, going to help somebody without your mask on nowadays, <laughs> you know. Uh, he wouldn't be able to go to work. He'd have to answer the question and stay home. So he didn't go across. Then a Levite came. And a Levite might be considered like a worship leader, you know, a person who is loving God, serving God in the church. And uh, this guy also, you know, avoids this guy and passes on the other side of the road. And then Jesus makes a statement, <laughs> and this, is, this was a jaw-dropping statement that Jesus makes in his story. He says, but a Samaritan. But a Samaritan. And why that's so surprising is because Samaritans and Jewish people hated each other. <laughs> Jewish people hated Samaritans. Uh, Samaritans hated Jewish people. It started when, when uh, uh, some... Some of uh, Israelites intermarried with other other cultures, and they began to worship other gods. And uh, people in Israel started to to uh, discriminate against them, and and they hated them. They 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 uh, they they, uh, they avoided them. And it says, as they as he traveled, he came to where the man was laying on the road, and he saw him, and he took pity on him, and he went to him. He crossed the road and he bandaged his wounds and he poured on oil and wine and he put the man on his own donkey and he brought him to the inn and took care of him. 
That's in Luke chapter 10. 700 years of hate going on between the Jews and the Samaritans. And Jesus says, you know, the Jewish people that came by didn't help uh, their own, own uh, 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 brother. But somebody that was, you know, had a hate on crossed the road and loved on this guy. Martin Luther, he made a statement. He said, the first question the priest and the Levite asked was, if I stop to help this man, what will happen to me? But the good Samaritan, he reversed the question. And he said, if I do not stop and help this man, what will happen to him? (laughs) If I don't stop and help, what's going to happen to this guy? He, He didn't think of himself. He thought of the other person. You know, in our culture today, there's something going on called cancel culture. The culture's telling what the narrative should be. And I want to encourage you, church, this is not the time for you to be silent about your faith. Do not, if God is speaking to you, if God is urging you to love on someone, don't be ruled by the culture. Be led by the Spirit of God. God wants to work in you, and he wants to work, in, wants to work through you. And I'll tell you, the enemy wants to come to you and say, you don't have what it takes. You don't have enough. You're not smart enough. You're not with the culture enough or whatever. It's not, you know, maybe Christianity is not cool enough right now. I want to encourage you. Let's not be silenced by other people's opinions. Let's be empowered by God's Spirit. You know, God has given you everything you need to be everything He's called you to be. When He calls you to do something, step out in faith. Use your voice. Use your faith. Use your prayers. Use your generosity, whatever it is. And here we see this Samaritan who we could say, you know, he didn't have what it takes. He wasn't cool. He wasn't liked. He didn't, he wasn't wealthy. You know, he wasn't, you know, he wasn't in the position to really make a difference. But here's the guy. He, he was led by God. He was led by love and he crossed the road. And I want to encourage you, church, let's cross the road. Let's be people that cross the road. Let's be people that say, when we see something going on where God can make a difference, where God's spirit can make a difference, let's say we are willing to cross the road. We are willing to go and put ourselves at risk. We're willing to be generous. We're willing to love. We're willing to be that person where God can use you and make a difference. I want to encourage you. Let's be bold in our faith. Let's be bold in our faith. Reminded, uh, just before church started, Chris was reminding us about about, uh, uh, Peter. You know, Peter was a disciple of Jesus, and he wasn't always bold. He didn't always have it together. But God used him to do great things when he said yes. And God wants to use you when it comes to loving your neighbor, loving people in our community. Uh, The heart of the gospel is loving God and loving people, even those that are different, and especially those people that are different. God wants us as his people to love people who are different than us. You know, racism, Dennis Leary, who's an actor and a comedian, he said this about his two-year-old son. He said, racism isn't born, it's taught. I have a two-year-old son. You know what he hates? 
he hates naps. <laughs> you know, kids, you know, they don't, they don't, they don't, they're not born being racist, right? They're born uh, sinful, of course. They're selfish and all kinds of things. Oh, no, where did I go? Come on, phone, cooperate with me. Uh, but we can learn how to be prejudiced. We can learn how to uh, uh, treat people differently. And uh, I want to encourage you. Uh, you know, um, we, can, we can have experiences of hurt, right? We could be hurt by someone, and that can affect us. We can, we can uh, be raised to not like certain people. We can be just raised... Uh, with the idea that certain people aren't as valuable as other people, we can just have ignorance in our in our thoughts, in our in our lives. And I want to encourage you: let's not let these things be excuses for us uh, to stay in a limited uh, in a limited uh, usefulness to God. Right? God wants to move us past. You know, if you've been hurt, God wants to bring healing into your life. You know, if you've learned something, God wants to reshape you, re remold your your thoughts. Racism is not a skin issue. Racism is a sin issue, right? Racism is not a skin issue. It's a sin issue. James 2 verse 9 says, But if you favor some people over others, you're committing a sin, and you're guilty of breaking the law. That's what James told us. You know, when we start favoring some people over other people, we're committing a sin. You know, the world's answer to this is to legislate. You know, we've got to have more legislation. We've got more laws, more rules. Uh, we need more education. Uh, we need to punish people more. You know, it's, they're looking for behavior modification. But the Bible's answer, God's answer, is not behavior modification. His answer is to change our hearts, right? He wants to do a work in our hearts. He wants to bring something different into our lives. So I want to talk to you about three ways that, uh, that we can be neighbors to those who are different than us. Three ways we can be neighbors to those who are different from us. Number one you're taking notes, we can recognize any prejudices, right? We're not recognizing prejudices in other people. We're recognizing pre prejudices in ourselves. And I want to tell you, it's hard to see our own prejudices. It's hard to see where we uh, might have something against someone else or hold something against someone else. Because we've grown up thinking that or our, our opinion has been shaped over time and then we begin to make excuses for how we think. So a prejudice is a per perceived opinion that is not based on reason or actual experience. It's, it's really simply prejudging. So we see somebody and we judge them on how they look or, or on the color of their skin or, or on the language they speak or whatever. Um, Maybe uh, you've thought growing up thinking rich people are selfish people <laughs> or, or, you know, they're stuck up. You know, they, they just think about themselves. If you, if you uh, think that, you've heard the government wants to tax the, the wealthy, right? 
And you, and you might be thinking, oh, yeah, we got to tax the wealthy. They're so selfish and snobbish, and all they think of is themselves, right? So you could have a, that prejudice opinion, right? You could think rich people are selfish and snobby, and probably a few of them are. But generally, they're not. They're generous people. They're kind people. They're, they're caring people. Or you could think heavy people are lazy people. You know, because a person's heavy, they must be lazy. That could be a prejudice. Uh, young, the younger generation doesn't know how to work. <laughs> Anybody ever think that? The younger generation, yeah, you don't know how to work. Pastors, the only thing pastors want is my money. <laughs> Anybody ever think that? <laughs> um, old people are grumpy people. Or how about this one? White people can't dance. <laughs> Just take a look at me, and you know that one could be true, actually. Okay, um, uh, here's, a, here's a thing that just happened to me the other night. I was with a friend of mine who you don't know, so don't worry about it. And uh, we were visiting someone, and generously, he gave these people some money. And I thought to myself, man, that was really cool that this guy just... Just, he, they didn't ask for any money or anything. He just said, hey, I want to bless you and give you this money. And, but before we left, he said, uh, I just want you to know, I don't want you to use that for anything except for food. And I could just see the offense on their face because I know what they were thinking, that he thought they were going to buy something that he didn't want them to buy with it, right? So it, 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 was, like he was, it was like he was prejudging them. I just saw the offense, and I, I wanted to apologize, but I, I mean, it wasn't me that did it, right? I just kind of watched it, and I just saw, you know, we can say things and do things that we're not even aware of, uh, and I want to encourage you, we need to recognize where we have prejudices, and we can ask God to help us with that. If you make the statement, I'm not a racist, but, <laughs> I'm not prejudiced, but, there's nothing that comes good after the word but, Right? I just want, I want to encourage you in this. We're going to switch to the next point here uh, on how to neighbor those who are different from us is to seek to understand. And Pastor Kimmy is going to come and, and interview Alan. So let's welcome them. Yes, this wonderful guy here is Alan. And uh, so this point that we're talking about is to seek to understand. And so I asked Alan if he could share a story of when he had uh, encountered uh, racism, when he had felt that discrimination against himself. So Alan, share with us. Uh, well, uh, at first when this happened, it didn't feel like racism, but over time, you get to put pieces together and to see the events that happen. And you probably think, oh, maybe it was. And uh, this was uh, uh, a scenario where a friend of mine had invited me to the States. I was just leaving Uganda and heading to the States. And she had invited me for vacation. So I reached at the airport. It was quite a big airport. And uh, my next flight uh, to the final destination was supposed to be at a certain gate D, and I was at about gate A, and I had to wait for about a couple hours. So in my small thinking, I'm like, well, since I'm at gate A, I can sit here. Gate D must be the next one, a couple steps. So a few minutes to time, about 30 minutes to time, I start walking, and I realize I'm at gate A, A2, A3, and I'm not reaching D. 
So I notice I'm running out of time. I say, okay, let me walk towards this police officer whom I think might help me to know where exactly get D is. So I cut on the time I'm wasting. Uh, when, while I walk towards the police officer, he reaches out his pistol and he tells me, don't come, don't come close to me. Oh, I'm like, whoa, I'm sorry. Uh, immediately I turned back. Uh, well, uh, when I reached at my friend's place, of course, to, uh, I missed the flight and I had to reschedule. But uh, when I reached my friend's home, I took a step out the next day, just to walk around the neighborhood. And uh, when she came back from work, I told her, oh, I, today I had an opportunity to walk around the neighborhood. And this was about in 2018. So my friend tells me, oh, 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 oh not, never walk around this neighborhood. I'm like, oh, why? Everyone doesn't like you. I'm like, but they don't know me. <laughs> so it's not until last year after the, the events that uh, happened in the U.S., it, it came to my mind that, oh, okay, so this incident could have happened at the airport because of this issue of racism that, that everyone is talking about. But you see, in the same light, I've, I've come across situations like that. There are moments I've sat in the restaurant with my wife, and this one incident, uh, we had finished eating, and uh, we are going to order a few drinks, and this person came and rudely chased us away from the table. Actually, they pulled away the table and they left us on the chairs. And I looked at my wife and we laughed. So some of those uh, instances, they seemed small. And at that point, they never really meant much to me. It's not until uh, you hear these uh, issues being spoken out and you're like, oh, okay. This could have happened because of this. Could, this could have happened because... Of, so you start to put the pieces together. And, and apart from that, even in the workplace uh, where I work, I've come across people that don't want you to serve them or to, to be served by you simply because of your color. And some of them have been confident enough to tell you uh, what they experience. Oh, I, 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 I don't like... The, I, I have issues with black people, you know? And you appreciate where they come from. Okay. Yeah, and you also develop the muscle to appreciate when they speak it to you, right. not to take it with a bad heart. Right. Yeah. Right. Wow, so powerful. Thank you, Alan, for sharing that. You know, it's just, yeah, there's lots of people honking here in the parking lot, right? Yeah. So powerful for us to have these open and honest conversations with each other so that we can hear and have a greater understanding and perspective. Thank you. All right, we'll pass it back to Pastor Greg. Thank you, Alan. Thank you, Pastor Kimmy. Appreciate you being open and sharing. Thank you for cheering Alan on. That was good. You know, it's, I just want to say, you know, it can, uh, we can be offended to even think that people might think we're, we have some prejudice or, or we have something against people. And so I'm not accusing you or anything like that. I'm just saying, let's seek to understand. Let's seek to hear uh, what other people are going through, right? And be open to that. It can be hard to have understanding or empathy if we don't make room and hear other people's stories. And so that's what I'm asking you to do. Let's, let's make room for people and and hear what's happened to them. The last point on how to be a neighbor from people that are different from you is to love those that are different from you. 
And I'm going to tell a little story of something that happened in 1996, which is a long time ago. For most of you younger people, it happened before you were born. But for us old guys like me, it, it doesn't seem like that long ago, 1996. Um, a group of, of uh, KKK members were holding a rally in Michigan. And the police came and they separated uh, the the uh, members of the KKK and the members of the community came to protest against these people that were were having this rally. And the police were standing in the middle. And so on one side, there was the KKK members. And on the other side was people from the community that were protesting, uh, people that were uh, promoting hatred and, and uh, racism. And uh, it turned out that one of the KKK members had infiltrated the other side. They'd, they kind of got in the group of the community and was pretending they were just a part of the community. But they had uh, markings on their shirt and on their, they had a tattoo and stuff that said something. And so the group from the community turned into, begin to hate the KKK members. They started to hate on this guy that had snuck onto their side. So they actually started to yell and swear and shout and to say to kill this guy. The people from the community are actually saying, you know, our response to to people that hate should be to hate them more than they hate us, right? And uh, they started to beat this guy. And there's, there's, you can look on the news. In fact, uh, on, oh no, uh, I'm losing my uh, notes again. On the, uh, if you're watching online, um, the there's going to be a picture that goes up. And what happened is, is a girl named Keisha was in the group who she was a, a black American girl, 18 year old. And she saw everybody beating this guy. He was laying on the ground, kind of trying to protect himself. And there's pictures of her in 1996. She throws herself on top of this guy and, and begs people to please stop attacking this guy so here's a girl who this guy was promoting to hate and she crosses the street to go and love this guy it's it's like a it's like a picture of the samaritan it's a picture of jesus story you know who's gonna who's gonna love people that are different from us it's us it's, it's Christians. It's people that, that have Jesus in, your, in their lives. And Keisha, turned out, was a, a Christian. She loved Jesus. And when she was asked, why did you do that? She said, because I have been hurt in my life, and I wish someone would have stood up for me. And at the, when I saw there was an opportunity to stand up for someone else, you know, Jesus was doing something in my heart that I had to be the one that was going to do it. Sorry, I'm going to try to get my notes back going here again. My apologies on this. Racism isn't just the presence of hatred. It's the absence of love, <laughs> right? It's that absence of loving. Um, Paul said this to the Galatians, there's neither Jew nor Gentile, 
slave nor free, nor male nor female, for if you're all, uh, for you're all one in Christ. <laughs> That's what he said. There's no, there's no, uh, there's no one race or another race. We're all uh, loved by God. We're all one in Christ. You know, God loves Asian Canadians. He loves African Canadians, Latino Canadians, Native Canadians, even Canadians that don't like hockey. God loves. God loves Filipinos and. Chinese and Nigerians and Jamaicans and Koreans and Malaysians and Americans and and all races God loves them because God created them and uh, you know heaven is going to be a place where we're we are all there and there's a great scripture in Revelation chapter 7 that says there before me was a great multitude you know John has seen heaven a great multitude of people a sea of people that no one could count People from every nation, every tribe, every people, every language standing before the throne and before the Lamb. And they cry, cried out in a loud voice, salvation belongs to our God. <laughs> our God, you know. God, our God is not the God of white people. <laughs> He's not the God of, of men. He's not the God of one person over another person. He's our God. He's the God of all people. Every nation, every tribe, every people, every language is going to be in heaven. He's our great God. And uh, uh, Romans tw uh, 10 verse 12 says, For there's no difference between Jew and Gentile. The same Lord is the Lord of all and richly blesses all who call on him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. You know, there's only one true race, <laughs> according to the Bible. And that's the human race. And God loves us all. And we can be part of the solution of loving our neighbors. Jesus didn't say who to neighbor. He taught us how to neighbor, and that was to cross the street. To cross the street with love in our hearts for people. And uh, if you're here this morning, I want to ask you a question. This is a serious question for you, church, for Gateway Church. If you're watching online, I want to ask you a question. Do you want to be part of the problem, or do you want to be part of the solution? <laughs> it's going to take great faith. It's going to take great risk on your part to love your neighbors, to love your neighbors, to love the people that Jesus brings across the path of your life. It might cost you something. There might be great risk, risk to your reputation, risk to your, risk to your, your safety, whatever. God's going to ask you to step out and love in crazy ways. So I want to say a prayer for you as you step out to love your neighbors. I believe God's going to give you opportunities. Maybe this week. Lord, thank you. Thank you that we have people here watching online, in the parking lot, watching on, on video this week that are just saying yes to you, Jesus. Yes to wanting to be part of the solution, wanting to be people of love. And we know that we don't do this in our own strength. We do it as you empower. So we're saying, yes, increase in us, God. Increase in our lives, God, in Jesus' name. 
in Jesus' name. Amen. If you're watching today, maybe you've never opened your heart to Jesus. You've never encountered the acceptance and love of Jesus. You know, Jesus crossed the street for you. <laughs> he loves everyone, regardless of our background, especially because of our background. Because the worse off we are, the more we need him. You know, Jesus said, it wasn't the healthy that I came to love, it was the sick. It was the people that really needed me. And I want to tell you, Jesus loves you. Maybe you're living with some regrets. Maybe you're living with some shame. I'm telling you right now, Jesus has a heart of love for you. And you can encounter his forgiveness. You can encounter his acceptance today by just opening your heart to him. I'm just going to give you this opportunity uh, uh, through a prayer. and just encourage you to pray this prayer. Lord Jesus, thank you for crossing the street for me. Thank you for loving me when I wasn't exactly lovable. Thank you, God. Help is on the way. Help is on the way. Thank you, God. Thank you, God, that you love with an everlasting love. And Lord, I ask you to just come right now and forgive me. Just take everything out of my life that, that, uh, that I've done, Lord, that just brings harm to me and, and disgraces you. Lord, I just pray you just come and, and remove that from my life. Lord, make me your child. Help me to walk in your ways. Make you the Lord of my life in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.